Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I'm not surprised that the hotel and the venue, which cannot open, give you your money back right away. What about like the smaller um, vendors like the flowers or the this or the, the caterer? What do they do? Everybody gave me my money back. I even, I remember talking to the limo guy who was, a you know, $150 deposit. This is the plaintiff of Raleigh's. She says she hired the defendants to DJ her daughter's wedding in Miami, Florida. And one month before the wedding, the venue canceled because of COVID regulations. When she went to the defendants to get a refund due to the wedding being canceled, she was told no refunds. How can that be? The entire state was shut down. She's suing for $5,150, the amount she paid the defendants. These are the defendants, Oscar Lovera Leal and Lisa Nieto. Oscar says their contract is specific. Even if there's an act of God, riots, or epidemics, money will not be refunded, and parties will be rescheduled. If they're not available on a requested rescheduled date, they'll provide someone else to DJ. Sorry, but they don't owe the plaintiff any money. They're accused of letting the music die. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. My honor, hope you forgive me. But the litigants have been sworn. <laughs> Thank you, Douglas. And let me just say that your pronunciation was perfect. So, <laughs> Ms. Arelis, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. And Mr. Leal and Ms. Nieto. So this case is from my hometown. I can almost hear you through the door. Um, you had hired the defendant who runs a DJ business? Yes. Why is Ms. Nieto involved? She's my partner in the, in the, at the company. In the business. Okay, all right. Yep. So you had hired uh, the DJ services of uh, the defendants in order to be the DJs at your daughter's wedding. And your daughter's wedding was supposed to be taking place at the DuPont Plaza Hotel, uh, which um, is a historic building in Miami, basically, because it's been there as long as I have. And uh, unfortunately, the wedding was scheduled for when? It was scheduled for April 25th, 2020. And then what happened? Well, um, I hired the defendant back in August 2019 to do the, the music at my daughter's wedding. I, we signed the contract. I gave him the deposit. And then I, we didn't talk anymore until February when I went to the bank, to Wells Fargo, and I made the second deposit, which is for yeah. a full payment. And why did you do that? Because I, I thought I read in the contract that that full payment wasn't due yet. 
I did it because I wanted to take care of all my vendors slowly before the, the beginning of the, before the wedding. I, did, I was the mother of the bride. I didn't want to have anything in my head that will take over the, the joy of being the mother of the bride. So slowly I was- Right, darling, but if the money's not due, why did you pay it in advance? It's like, you know, I, rule number I, one I, is you never pay more than you have to before you have to, because then we would be right. fighting about 2,000 something instead of 5,000. How did that work out for you? Right, it not too good. Mistake. It was a mistake. Okay, yeah. so you paid the entire amount in February. Now you're all paid up and what happens? COVID-19 hits in March. Right. I called him up. On, I sent him a text on the 14th, and I said, you have been paid in full. I will see you soon. The wedding is just right, on, it's right here around the corner. So on the, um, in March, I received a, call, a call, phone call from the venue, and they told me that they were shutting the whole thing down, that all the events were going to be shut down for, for, for everybody. Immediately, I called all my vendors, and I let them know that I had received a call from the venue. Um, I talked to, to Mr. Leal, and he offered to reschedule immediately. He said, don't worry about it. I have been there. I have done that many times. It happens, but I will reschedule. At the moment, I said, okay, thank you. And uh, 48, 48 hours later, to see the governor's order, and I realized at that point that it wasn't going to be two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. It was, gonna, it was a serious problem that we had. So on the 19th of March, I wrote a, uh, an email to all my, ven my vendors, and I said, this is, has happened. My, my daughter is, is you know, going crazy. She keeps crying. The whole thing is falling apart. And uh, at this point, there is no, I don't, we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's not going to, it seems like it's not going to be this year. And uh, just like I did with Mr. Leal, I did with everybody else. But he refused to pay. He said, no. You, all the money has been is non-refundable. We can reschedule, but uh, we will not. I will not give you the money back. And I try. Like I have a question. Time. What did the other vendors do? They gave me my money back. Even the everybody Benny, did. Dupont Plaza gave you your money. The Dupont Plaza gave yes. you your money back. And that, how much money was yes. that? It was like how much money? Three thousand. Yeah. For the for yeah. just for the venue, and immediately for the also venue, the right, hotel, right. They, they gave me back every penny the rehearsal dinner right but i'm not see i'm not money. surprised what did i'm not surprised that the hotel and the venue which cannot open give you your money back right away what about like the smaller um vendors like the flowers or the this or the the caterer what did uh, they do everybody gave me my money back i even i remember talking yeah. to the limo guy who was a you know 150 dollars deposit and i, I was calling him i said you know this happened I was still on the phone with him when I hear click, Venmo, $150 back. And he said, this is some, somebody, that, oh, of course, next time I will call him again. Because right. immediately he gave me my money back. Mr. So, Leal and, and, uh, I, and Ms. Nieto, who wants to get, uh, give me a moment, Ms. Arely. So, Mr. Leal, and, oh, by the way, what is your daughter going to do? My daughter? You know, she, yeah, what's it? It, was, it was tough. It was very tough because she, we had 600 people invited. We had... 275 already RSVP yes to come. Finally, but I was she going to do? She already Is she going to have a wedding next year? Oh, she did. She yes. just ended up getting married. She, and... Well, we, yeah. she got married on May 25th, just my husband, myself, and my four kids, and the groom. That was it. Six people, seven people. And then she'll have because a big party some other time. 
that's what we're thinking about. I don't know when, because I just called the venue yesterday, mm. and they, they are still closed. It's a mess. It's right. such a mess. All right, I, uh, Ms. Nieto and Mr. Leal, who wants to talk first? Well, Kobe, okay. Mr. I, Leal, she wants okay. her money back, and you don't feel she should get her money back. So let's talk about that. Why not? Okay. Uh, I don't know if you knew it. Uh, when we was in Venezuela uh, in 2002, the government uh, takes the, 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 the country full stop. Nobody, uh, they, they, they call it like a, a paro petrolero. I don't know if you know what we are talking martial about. Martial law. Yeah, martial law. Yeah, martial law. Okay. And um, I, I was, I wasn't uh, covered with my, with my agreement. And uh, in that case, I have to, you know, sell my car, everything, house, everything to return the money to everybody. That's why when we moved to the States, uh, we, we took some uh, lawyer to help us, to protect us, just in case. I'm so sorry, this is the case right now, but the, the contract says, if I can return the money, because, you know, I, we, have, we don't have the money at the bank, you know, uh, uh, growing up, we have the money to pay the, the, the warehouse, to pay the, the employment, to pay everything. And uh, if, you have, if you could uh, uh, move your party, I, I have no problem. Even if you have another person who is going to take a wedding or whatever, I, I could accept that they, if they are uh, hiring me, I could take the check with her, her, her uh, name and get him back. Where you know, is all that, that, that in your a... contract? Right. I want to see that in the contract, though. So let's go to your contract. The page one, where, where it says yeah. additional terms and conditions. Here we go. So it says additional terms and conditions. The agreement of the DJ to perform is subject to proven detention by accidents, riots, strikes, epidemics, acts of God, or any other legitimate conditions beyond their control. So you want me to interpret that to mean that if the entire state's shut down and parties can't happen, you don't have to give her her money back. I hear you. I understand why you're saying that. But look at the next sentence. It says, if such circumstances arise, all reasonable efforts would be made for me to find you a replacement. So the implication is that if an accident, riot, strike, epidemic, actor, God, or other legitimate condition stops you from performing, okay? Not if it stops mm -hmm. everyone from having a party. This is completely different. She can't have the wedding. She's prevented by the governor from having the wedding. Let's look at the rest of that paragraph in the end. The next thing it says is all deposits are non-refundable if canceled within 30 days of the engagement unless the DJ cancels the engagement. So basically, you could do whatever you want, but she is stuck with it unless she cancels within 30 days of the engagement. When did you cancel? And I did. Ms. When did you cancel? I canceled on the, on the 19th. I sent the email to him March, March the 19th. And the wedding was Is there was any debate that she sent you the email on March the 19th? You agree that she told you on March the 19th, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So if she did, why wouldn't she get a refund when your contract says all deposits are non-refundable if canceled within 30 days of the engagement? But she canceled earlier than 30 days. Okay. It's in March 19, mm -hmm. 2020. 
and the, uh, it was in April no, 25. No. Right. Right. Yeah. So, eso más que it was 39. That's, it I'm was sorry, it's more days. than a month. Right. 39 it's days. 39 days. So, why wouldn't she get her money back? Right? This. Can I just uh, uh, talk to you sure. for one second, please? Yeah. Of Mira, course. Mira, aquí dice, todos los no, depósitos no, Spanish? son... No, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, lady, hold on, hold on. Can yeah. you do it in English or no? Yes, well, I'm trying to, I'm trying for him to tell me what this means. It says, all deposits are non-refundable if canceled within 30 days. Of the engage, on engagement. Uh -huh. Right, so Only if you cancel from day 30... All deposits are non-refundable if canceled within 30 days of the engagement. She cancels 39 days. So even under your own contract, she's good. I don't know what you intended for it to mean, but it can't mean the flip, because the flip would be that you can't cancel two months in advance, but you can cancel within 30 days, okay? And it's never going to mean that. So the problem that we have is awful. I am so sorry for everybody that's in this position, because it's not just you. You're losing money. This is your business. Nobody can have parties. This is, you know, it's a catastrophe. The daughter can't get married. She ends up having to get married with six people, you know, um, because she wanted to get married. I have, I personally, there are two, we two weddings that they postponed them for the next year because they want to have the wedding they envisioned. I have two children who are from the class of 2020. No prom. No graduation. I was supposed to have two graduations like a crazy person flying back and forth between two states. It's, it stinks. It stinks for everybody. Every day I have to confront these cases and see the, you know, we're all healthy, right? So we're all happy because we're healthy and we're here and we're healthy and we have our health. But once you say that, there are realities which is your business is suffering, but there is no way that when there is a government shutdown that prevents a wedding and she hired you to perform at a wedding and your own contract says it's non-refundable only if you don't give me 30 days notice and she gave you 39 days notice, there is no way on the planet that you don't have to return that money. And I am really Can sorry. I, I hope the rest of... No, you can't. You're winning. That's not good enough for you. So I'm sorry for you. And I know... I, I've heard... I think you said that the rest of your clients rolled over the parties. I hope that that happens from now on, that other clients roll over parties and that you're able to do that. But there will be the occasional client that doesn't want to do that. And she's right. Because she canceled Can any I... time. Yes, Arelis. Yes. No, I just wanted to say our... We will, were still dreaming, my daughter, to have her wedding. So during the whole thing, I, I got into reading a little bit about, about law. When I was in I took this class. I'm an engineer, and I took, I took this class. This book is all about okay. contracts. And uh, okay. I found he should give me my money back. Because if you cannot perform, you will find a replacement. You couldn't perform because it was illegal for you to perform. You couldn't find a replacement because the replacement will be illegal to perform. Therefore, this con you have to give me my money back. These are reasons that I found in my book from the <laughs> 80s. Arelis, 
Will you take yes for an answer? Because before you started all that, I had already told him he was going to give you your money back. I know. Okay? I know. <laughs> and let me tell you the best reason. The best reason is the last sentence in the contract, unfortunately, for you, which says it's yeah. only non-refundable if you don't give me 30 days notice. It should never say that. That is a terrible thing for it to say. Take that out. It should be non-refundable, period. Not you have to give me 30 days notice and then you can get a refund. That is a terrible thing to have in there. All right, I'm finding in favor of the plaintiff in the amount of the lawsuit, which is $5,150. Good luck to you. Tell your daughter I'm sorry and tell her uh, at, I hope that one day we're all able to celebrate all the things that all of us are missing. Um, I see, I know. From it's your having, lips to God's being horrible. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, in a fascinating dispute, the uh, the plaintiff really prevails in this. Let's talk to the defendants. I'm, I think you guys really learned something about the law. Are, are you surprised at the judge's verdict? Yeah. You should read your contract more closely. You would have known she could have, could have gotten the refund. Am I right? Am I right on that? Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's, that's the judge's decision, and, uh, and you got to live with it. It's your decision, too, really, quite frankly. <laughs> she she yes. compared to your, your, your contract. Okay. Let's talk to the plaintiff now. You know, I'm really impressed with you. Is, is what you read in that, in that book what prompted you to file the lawsuit against them? Well, yes, I did a lot of research because I thought it is not possible to have a government's mandate, an order from the government, and for somebody to keep my money, the money that he didn't work for, the money that he didn't earn. So there's got to be a way. So I found this book that I had, a class that I took back in college. It's all about contracts. And I thought, it is so clear that it is completely wrong for anybody to use this opportunity of the pandemic when everybody's suffering. Because it's, I feel for him, the same way he's suffering because of the lack of money, I'm suffering too because I had thousands of dollars out in the vendor's hands. That they, you know, it, it's just, I feel bad. It's, yep. it's a bad situation for everybody. Well, good for you that you principle. filed the lawsuit, you know, because I don't think he would have given you money back if you hadn't sued, even though he should have. No, he wouldn't Congratulations. have. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank you. Exactly. Congratulations. All right, that'll wrap it up this very interesting case. Let's join the judges for another session of After the Verdict. In this case, the plaintiff, Aurelis, didn't want to take yes for an answer there at the end. And you, you said, hey, you're winning, you're God, winning. You're God trying to keep her quiet. But she had to say some things. And she said some interesting things, including uh, one point right at the end, which is spot on, which was that the contract would have potentially excused him from performing in the event of certain disasters or epidemics, et cetera, if he could get a replacement to do it for him. But his replacement couldn't, couldn't have done do it. Couldn't do it either. Could never have been done. Right. He could not have performed, performed. Right. under the terms of the contract. With all due respect to uh, whoever he picked to help him draft it, I don't know why someone who went through what he went through in Venezuela, right. where there was martial law for all that time and right. rioting and, and he, you know, he, he had to sell his house, sell his car, pay people back, and move to a new country. Right. Why would there be a clause that says it's refundable until 30 days? Oh, it's non-refundable within 30 days of the event. It was not well It drafted. should never have right. been refundable, period, right. is what you put in there. Because if someone says, oh, my daughter and her boyfriend broke up, we're not getting married, give me my money back, right. they should never get the money back. Right. Because they're the ones breaching the contract. 
Um, up until 30 days out, you would never know whether you're going to be doing an event or not because it would be right up to the deadline. Right. Only it's a terrible date, clause. Right. It's a terrible it, clause. That should good. not be in there. That last sentence should be taken out. Okay, so Jasmine wants to know this. Uh, hey, Harvey, a neighbor I don't know loudly revs his car late at night when he works on it. Uh, how would it be the best way to inform him he's waking up the neighborhood? Okay, knock, knock, knock. Sir, you're waking up the neighborhood. <laughs> That's the way I would do it. Uh, and I would obviously try to be civil when you start, but realize that a number of states have ordinances or cities have ordinances that say that if the noise is too loud based on decibel readings, or if it's done in off hours, a lot of states say that they can do construction or you can do work from seven in the morning until six in the evening. If they're doing it outside the hours, you may have a case. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Robert Balish. He says he was hired to measure the defendant's septic system because they were making an addition to their house. And now they're stiffing him and refusing payment. He thinks that's a really stinky thing to do, won't stand for it, and is suing them here and now for the $500 he's owed. These are the defendants, Edward and Victoria Careers. Victoria says they were quoted a price of $300, and that's what they paid to this man. He's claiming they now owe him an additional $500 that was never quoted? No way. They're accused of sticking it to sewage guy. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that he replaced the defendant's stinky old septic tank. And guess what? He says he got stiff. But the defendants say the plaintiff tried to raise the price on them after the job was completed and they refused to pay him any more money than they've already paid. It's the case of that some stinky service he got. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. All right, Mr. Balash, your uh, excavating and trucking company, according to you, was um, contracted by Mr. and Mrs. Carius to uh, do some work at their home with a camera you have to inspect their septic tank. Mr. and Mrs. Carius, why don't you tell me what it is that you were trying to do that uh, you felt required that? You were trying to do what to your home? We were in the process of getting a new addition building permit, and Lake County was requesting an assessment of the current septic field. Okay. So how is it that you find Mr. Balash? One of my wife's friends, a septic installer, he referred me to Mr. Balash. Okay. So tell me what happens that morning. Mr. Balash, they contact you. First of all, who do you talk to? I talk to Ed. Okay. And what does he tell you? He said he was putting a room addition on his house to make it a three-bedroom, and he said the County Health Department wanted a verification of how big his septic system was. Okay. So did you talk to him about price? Yes, I went out there. I, I talked to them. Uh, I said, uh, for me to do it, I have to run a camera with a locating head. That way I can push the camera through there and physically measure the distance of each run. And it would cost how much? I told him the camera rental would be $300 for the day, and I charge $50 an hour per guy. I said, figure about four hours with two guys. Did you have them sign a contract? No, we did not. I did everything verbal. 
Okay. And then what happens? You schedule a date right there verbally with, with each other? Yes. I told him I'd be out there Monday. I show up out there with my helper. And uh, I talked to Vicky, and she said, uh, Ed canceled. I says, I did not get no notification until I just showed up. I says, what do you want me to do? I already rented a camera. She went and called her husband, and then she came back and says, if I can keep the labor, I assume she meant the labor price to around $300 to go ahead and do it. So I proceeded. If you could keep the, the labor price to $300, go and do it. That's what she, you think yes, she said. That's what I understood. And uh, according to you, you had already told the husband that the rental was $300. The rental of the camera was $300. The labor cost was $50 per hour. It would take two guys and figure about So you had hours. quoted, you figured $700. That's what you quote. Correct. Then, according to you, she tells you keep the labor cost down to three hundred. You think that's what she says, but according to you, Ms. Uh, Mrs. Carius, what was it that you say you said? Uh, I told him after I talked to my husband that he would approve of the three hundred, and there was nothing, anything mentioned over any seven hundred or five hundred. And uh, basically, I told him he was canceled, and we had a another step to be former one that came out that I believe you have the paperwork for. Uh, he already completed an inspection, so why would I need two done in the same day? Okay, well, Mr. Carius, what happened here? Because according to Mr. Balash, you hired him and you never canceled him. So what happened? He was contacted via phone, and a date was set up. But the question there, he, I asked him, are you basically licensed in unincorporated Lake County, which he's not. We cannot use anybody in unincorporated Why didn't you just Lake tell County him? Okay, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Back it up. Did you ask that question when you hired him? Yes, I did. He said he was. And what did he do? Did he lie? So you're saying he lied. He lied when we checked. The paperwork that I sent you from the county, he's not licensed in unincorporated Lake County. Okay. Are you in, uh, licensed in unincorporated Lake County? Yes, I am. Okay. What did you send me that would indicate that he's not? I sent you a printout from the county noting he was not in good standing. He's not even on the list. He's not even on the list, Your Honor. I've got it. Do you happen to have your license? How, how do you get licensed in a particular county? You give them a certificate of insurance and your county bond and everything, and they have to go it's under... It's not like you under. apply for a special license from that county. You just have to go to the building and zoning department and you have to show them something. Um, Correct. But here's my question, okay? You say you canceled him because you found out that he wasn't licensed in your county. Yes, ma'am. Then why on God's green acres... Did you then allow him to photograph your septic tank? Why didn't your wife and you say to him, get lost, you lied to us, you're not licensed here, and we don't want to use you? Well, I did tell him that I didn't need him, and he insisted. He had his worker get this camera out of his truck, 
And I said, don't do Ms. anything. Carrius, look at me. If you think husband. for one second that I think he put a gun to your head so he can rifle around in your septic tank, you are going to be sorely mistaken. I am not going to believe that. What happened instead, and is infinitely more believable, is that he tells you, I've already rented it. I never got a call canceling anything. And you turn around, you call your husband, and your husband gives you the go-ahead to do something. And then there's a miscommunication. Please don't tell me that how big was a gun that he put to your head so he can rifle around in your septic tank? Come on. You know you had to give him permission to go on your property and go into your septic tank and take all those pictures. That doesn't happen by force. He wouldn't leave. Really? Why don't you call the police? He was asked to leave. Tell him don't go don't go on my property. You gotta go. You can't you can't stay here. He drove up on my lawn. Oh, no, what did he what else did he do? Did he beat you up? I don't think so. No, right. Okay. I don't think so. so please let's be honest because I virtually insist upon it when people are placed under oath. Please do not tell me that he forced himself into your septic tank. So let's, let's regroup and let's figure out what was said by whom on that morning. He gets there and you tell him, wait, wait, my husband canceled you. According to you, he never canceled him. How did you cancel him, by the way, Mr. Carius? What method did you use to cancel him? Via my mobile phone. And did what? Talk to him? I called him and notified him that he was canceled. He was not licensed and unincorporated. Like, oh, no, what did he say I when you do. said all that? Best I could do was leave a voicemail, ma'am. Okay. So you leave a voicemail saying, you're not licensed, so we don't want to use you. Then he shows up. Maybe he didn't listen to his voice. Did you ever find the voicemail afterwards or no? No. Okay. So let's say that's some big miscommunication. You don't listen to your voicemails. It got erased by accident, whatever. Let's assume he placed the call. He then shows up at your place. And you have every ability to turn him away. What you do is you call your husband. What does your husband tell you to do in that phone call? He told me to basically tell him we don't need him, which is what I did. And he says, well, you're going to need a camera for the county. And I said, it doesn't matter. You're not licensed. And he said, well, I already rented the camera. So I can go ahead and do it. And I said, if you can do it for under this amount, that's fine. So he did get paid. He got sent a check. I did you receive, uh, They, according to them, they told you that if you can do it for $300, then you could do it. You, you used the term when you were testifying, Mr. Balash, that uh, I understood it to mean $300 in labor. You're presenting a bill of $500. So... My question to you is, what did it cost you to rent the machine? $200.80. And you add sales tax to that, it comes to $214.85. So you end up sending a bill for $500. Um, it would be really good, though, if we had text evidence of who agreed to what, wouldn't it? Or if we had a contract that people fill out, an invoice. Here, here's a work authorization. Those would all be good ideas, right? Yes, um, according to Ms. Ms. Carius, you forced your way into her septic tank. Now she's telling me, well, I told him that if you could keep the bill under $300. What ends up happening is that Mr. and Mrs. Carrius send you a check for $300. Did you receive that? I never received a check from them. Where did, did you send receive... it? Go ahead. What did you receive, Mr. I Ballard? received a letter from him right here. You should have yeah. a copy of that. Saying that I do. Would, if I agreed to it, he would pay me $300, which I never responded back to him. Okay, did he, did you, if you sent him a $300 check, did you send it in a separate letter than that one? No, ma'am. Did, did you send it in that letter? Yes, ma'am. Has a $300 check been cashed? 
No, ma'am. Oh, okay. All right. So the question then becomes, what was authorized? What did people agree to? And if I cannot find that there was a legitimate agreement, then what is the fair market value of the service? Now, as it turns out, because you wouldn't pay him, he didn't give you the report. So you didn't end up using the pictures. The other guy that you had there that morning, that fellow didn't have the camera, right? Yes, ma'am. It wasn't okay. necessary now, for the county. Well, as it turns out, in the end, you were able to get your permit with the other fellow's report, hey, septic tank looks good, and no camera work. I know that's what ended up happening. But as you and I both know, your friend who was a professional said, listen, they're going to require the, the camera work, so you're going to need that, so make sure you rent a camera. Mr. Balash, when you sent the camera down there, what was going to be the final answer on whether or not they could make an addition, according to your report? I told Vicki that uh, according to the county, that that is not a big enough septic system for a three-bedroom house. And she's told, she says, well, I'm not going to spend $1,000 a run to enlarge it. I said, that's up to you. you do, I was just told to come here to verify how big the system was. Okay. At any point in time, did she ask you to put something different in the report than what you were saying? Uh, later, the next day, Ed called me up. He says, write your report up, but do not write no measurements down for the system. And I told him I will not lie, falsify a document with my name on it. So I never sent okay. them the report because I never got paid. And you Now, I saw some correspondence back and forth, and I don't know if I saw it in a letter or a text, but where you said, you know, renting the machine is only X. Tell me about that. Who looked into that? Us. And I don't know what, do you remember what they told you? Between 240 and 260. That would be for the day. And he was not here for four hours. Um, folks, when there's two parties to a contract, and it's a verbal contract, and each of them are saying a completely diametrically opposed thing, what you do is you end up putting the judge in the position of having to decide what a fair market value of the service is, you see? So I'm having trouble with a couple of things that you guys say, Mr. and Mrs. Carius. When you say he kind of forces himself onto the septic tank, I don't buy that. And when you say, Mr. Carius, he's worthless to me because he's not licensed in this place, and that's what I told him in the message, I also don't buy that. Because then you wouldn't have told him, okay, keep, it, keep the cost down, but go ahead and do the service. Because if you had canceled them for that reason, you would have told them to get off your property. So I find that there's a little bit of problem with the veracity of your testimony. Now, Mr. Balash, I find that I have a little bit of problem with the way you do business. If you want to get paid X, make sure that there's some clear, you know, understanding between everybody that you should get paid X. Um, it's way better. Now, you've lived a long and mature life, and maybe you've never had to come to court, and this is the first time. This is all I see. Um, but maybe for you, hey, it's a cost of doing business. I do everything word of mouth. Everything works out well in the end, so I don't care, and that's fine. That's your choice. It's your life. So what I have here is him requesting not the 700 that he claims to have quoted you, but and not the 300 that you wanted to pay where he claims he had rented it for 300. According to you, what did you end up renting it for? 210 for those hours? I think that's what you said, Mr. Balash. 214.85 was what the yeah. Have been for All four right. hours. That's the least amount of time you can. Because they don't rent it for one hour. They don't rent it for two oh. hours. That's the minimum segment. And then 
The rest of that would have been your labor costs, right? So right. it would have been $400 in labor. This is not an unreasonable right. bill. If you don't want to pay that and you claim he's useless to me because he's not certified and he came even though I canceled him and I told him I didn't need him and don't come over here. And then I see in your letters to him, my wife told you what to do, but you didn't do it. You wanted to do whatever you could do to milk us. If all these things are a problem for you, then I got an idea. Get everything in writing yourself so that you know what your costs are going to be. But if, if there's no, assuming in a case like this where everybody has a, a different idea of what the costs are going to be, then it's up to me to decide what a reasonable bill is. And $500 is not an unreasonable bill. I'm finding in favor of the plaintiff in this case in the amount of his lawsuit, $500. So the plaintiff prevails. He will get paid, after all, $500. Mr. Ms. Caress, what do you think about the judge's decision? She she really didn't believe a lot of things you were saying to her, obviously. She had problems with your testimony. Well, he when he came, he drove up my front lawn. I have two driveways, um, which kind of infuriated me. Why would you drive on my lawn, not my driveways? Really? The bottom line was he lied to me initially. He lied about saying he was licensed in unincorporated Lake County, which he's not which we found out after the fact and contacting County. Anything His he report did- report wouldn't have mattered regardless. It, they wouldn't have given us the permit without a licensed contractor. All righty. Well, that's your, that's your testimony, that's your story, but unfortunately you still lost. All right, Mr. Ballish, let me ask you, you're gonna get $500 after all? <laughs> you feel vindicated? I feel pretty good. You think you've learned anything from this whole incident that, that could make your business better? Well. A lot of times I do uh, write contracts out, but this was referred to a friend, and I didn't do it, and I thought we had a good understanding on the first meeting. And I am licensed in Lake County, Indiana. You got to go by Robert Ballish, trucking and excavating. So they're wrong when they say you're not licensed. All right. Well, congratulations. Correct. You did win the case after all. Okay. Thanks. All right. Time now for another session of After the Verdict. Let's join the judges. Every time I call a plumber, I get this impression that they're going to tell me, whatever it is, it's going to cost you $500 if that's what it is. <laughs> right? And, and it, look, it's not cheap, it, it, but, you know, they have the know-how and they'll, that's right. they'll do You're the work for you. That's right. for their so. expertise. And, exactly. You know. And in this case, you were not convinced that Mr. Baelish came in and somehow bamboozled the plaintiff, uh, in this case, or the defendant, rather, in this case. You thought that uh, he just came to do the job that he was asked to do. It's just, I, you know, listen, whenever you have a case in front of a judge and you're testifying, your credibility is very, very important. So if a judge catches you um, pushing the envelope on one thing, right. it kind of colors all of your testimony. So what do we have here? They had no evidence that he wasn't licensed. None. They just had a list and it didn't have his name on it. But um, that's not evidence that he's not. Evidence that someone's not licensed is having the county certify that they're not licensed and it's an official document. And he says he was. But I know, and I hope you know too, I don't know, um, but there's no way he knew that that day or he wouldn't have had him do any work. Right. So when he says, I called him to cancel him because he was lying about a license, I know that's a lie. Well, they also said he wasn't there that long. But even if he was there for just a couple of hours, that's what? That's the expertise you paid for. Yeah, 250 an hour. It reminds me of the old joke about the guy who calls the plumber to come to his house. The plumber goes under the sink and works for a little while, turns around, hands him a bill for $400. And he looks at it, he goes, $400? You were here for less than an hour. I'm a lawyer, and I don't get $400 an hour. And the plumber looks at him and says, 
hey, when I was a lawyer, I didn't either. <laughs> So Gloria wants to know this. Uh, she says, hey, Harvey, I have heard that litigants say in the hallway, this ain't the end of it. I'm going to sue you again. Can they legally do that or are they just blowing off steam? Here's the deal. Um, these litigants sign binding arbitration agreements. So whatever Judge Millian decides is final. It's all she wrote. One bite of the apple, folks. We'll see you next time.